Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 118, Personality and Composure. Boys, another uh, unexpected result, I will say, especially given the location. Um, today, as always, your host, you got myself, Mike. Uh, I'm going to go around the table here. We got Jason. Jason, how are we this evening? Doing well. How are you guys doing? Good, good, good. Bill, how are you? Good result. Uh, can't complain. So, yeah, we're still smiling. We're all still smiling. Oscar, how are you? Still undefeated. That's how I feel. <laughs> yeah, feels good. Feels good. We haven't had this many smiles in uh, two and a it's half. It's been years. a while. <laughs> yeah, it's been a long time. But again, we haven't won anything yet. So let's let's make sure that we slow down here. Um, we got a lot to talk about. We had a, a, a big game today. Came away with a result that not many expected. Um, we'll talk about PSG one, Benfica one, a repeat of the result in Lisboa, um, just at a different location. Two penalties Your decided the game. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Hi, Julia. <laughs> um, we'll talk about. The, we'll talk. I was like, "Who the hell was that?" Uh, we'll talk about uh, that game. Uh, we will touch briefly on uh, Benfica four, Rio two, mostly about the rotation and the squad depth. Something that we've talked about a lot. Lack of efficiency is another talking point. Um, so we have a lot to talk about. Those of you who are tuning in, listening, watching, uh, make sure that you leave your comments, your feedback, your opinions. Let us know what you're thinking. What you think of the game? We'll have questions running across the bottom of the screen. If you have questions that you want to ask us or thoughts, let us know. Let's make this interactive. We want you to participate. Before we start, hit the like button, hit the subscribe, share this feed um, out to your friends on your social platforms. Uh, see if we can get a few more likes and subscribes. Currently today, we passed 1,500 on Twitter. We're at 1,507. We are at 457 on YouTube. See if we can get to 500 before next week's episode. We are 593 on Instagram. We'll see if we can break 600 before the end of this live. And we are at 27,579 on Facebook with a ground, uh, round number of 30,136 followers across all social platforms. Not a bad number, boys. Um, so thank you all for, for tuning in, for listening, for liking, subscribing, and putting up with us, um, whether you agree with us or not. Uh, it's greatly appreciated. Um, Tiago says, Boa noite, Maltinha. We'll always have Paris. Yes, Paris is red and white. Tiago, boa noite, bom dia para ti. Um, are you guys having issues with my audio, or is it just Bill? Let no, us know. Good. In the... oh, all right, good. Everyone's good. It might be just Bill. My mouth moving too fast for the words. It's okay. Um, it like. Ricardo, uh, boa noite, Benfiquistas. Mais um travão ao PSG. É verdade. Uh, paramos aquela máquina. Mais uma vez, PSG 1, Benfica 1. Gentlemen, let's dive right in. Uh, we got some stats here to look at uh, while we talk about it. Um, I'm going to let you guys jump in and give your opinions first before I do. Um, Jason, I'm going to start with you. What do you What do you have to say about this game? Well, I, I was I was very happy about the result. I I know leading to the game there was a lot of there was a lot of rumblings around PSG and um, I mean I predicted a, a victory for Befica and I just I just felt like we were gonna get points just because of the whole Mama Bay or whoever you say his name and uh, what was going on with that whole team. Um, I thought going into the game, I felt a little bit more confident, especially how we played last week. Um, I was really surprised to see Frederick start overall. I didn't think – I think he played really well defensively, but I think he ruined how we went forward, which would make sense because 
um, we were losing that. Uh, we were losing Nettis, and which was a, a big attacking option for us. Um, but overall, I, I was really happy with the result. Um, I thought we played really well overall. We defended well. Um, I thought this was a game for Florentino and Enzo and um, Frederick to show their capabilities for the team. And as well as our back line, I thought they played well. Um, I was a little skeptic on the PK because Antonio Silva came in, made a dumb error there. But I thought he played overall pretty well besides that mistake he did, but in which showed showed me good, like good faith to have him back there. Um, he's not one of those young players that makes a mistake and continues to make it. So I just thought overall we played well as a team. It was a good tie. It was a good tie. I didn't think PSG created much. And to end it all, Neymar is still a bitch. I agree. I can't get over his constant flopping. It drives me nuts. Let us know if those of you in the chat, if you agree with our opinion on, on name. I mean, he literally like just jumps into defenders. It just, it, it's so frustrating. He did it countless times again today. Um, Bill, before I pass it to you, uh, Rui Pino says, good evening guys, Joe Mario, AKA Iceman. And I'm going to flag this comment because we're going to come back to this. Rui. I have a question here for the panel and um, you can, oh, yeah, I, I forgot to, Give my praises to Jerome Mario. I thought Jerome Mario, um, he's he's been he's been our stud. He's been really consistent throughout this whole season, and he's doing what PZ used to do, which was Barry PK. So, which is good. So, keep, keep on Barry. Oscar, oh Oscar's heart just oh got enlarged. Oh boy, <laughs> that's right. I, I can it. see it from here. His heart got enlarged. Um, he looked. He looked down and took a note. <laughs> Oscar is like. Stone face, no stone face. <laughs> oh, he yeah, made a note. His notes. It's He's got notes. IOUs. He's got IOUs. Um, I mean, why, while we're on it, let's let's just jump into Rui Pinu's uh, statement here. But quickly in the comments, uh, hey, Rui Pinu, Red Baron, disappointed. 1-1 one, one tie against the second largest team in Paris. Very disappointing. <laughs> SLBS says, not expecting Auschwitz to replace Neres, but it worked. Ricardo says, Auschwitz esteve muito bem, correu muito. Correu. Um, my guess was 2-0, 0-2, my bad. I think 1-1 one, one is great from Carlos. And Rui Pinho, who's more annoying, Neymar or Taremi? Oh, and Carlos answered the question for me, both. <laughs> yes, both. Um, Bill, I'm going to pass that to you. Thoughts on the game? And jumping into Rui's question here, um, I have a comment here, which is, João Mario is in fine form, is what I had written down during the game. We've had this conversation throughout the season. Different names have been thrown out in the on the stage is it at this point of the season can we say that Jean Mario is our best player this season thus far is that a question because that's a guarantee I, yes hold on I, yeah. I'm, yeah. Bill's first. <laughs> yeah I, I would I, he's been our best player he's been our easily our most consistent player um he doesn't he's one of those players that like if you look at the stat sheet typically he's not going to stand out he got the goal today from PK but he's not going to stand out on like a stat sheet but it's like the little things he does, the controlling the game, controlling the pace of the game, playing smart, like simple, smart. It just, I think it's the Jean Mario we all expected. expected. And then last last year we saw glimpses of it. And then who knows what happened toward the end of the season. He didn't play much, but I mean, this might be like the form he's in might be the Jean Mario form from like 2016 when we won the Euro. Like he is, 
playing at a high level um, and consistently playing that well. I mean, I don't think it's an argument that he's our best player. I mean, easily a top three best players so far, in my opinion. I'm, I think Oscar answered it as well. He's probably their best player so far uh, this season. Uh, as for the game, I mean, if when the draw happened, if anyone said those two games back-to-back against PSG and you're going to walk away with two draws, I think any one of us would have fucking signed up right then and there. Um, I mean, PSG, clear favorites, right? Money-wise, player-wise, like it's just a whole different level that they're at. And to be able to um, go, I wouldn't say toe-to-toe. At moments, we were toe-to-toe with them. But I think there were times where you could tell the quality and gap in in players um, stood out. But I think PSG has great players. Benfica had the better team. Uh, I think everyone worked their tails off. Um, Guys coming in off the bench, guys that started. I mean, everyone just ran their butts off. Um, I was a little surprised with with Freddie starting. I figured he would have... I figured Roger would have just gone with his normal setup and just put in uh, uh, Diogo and uh, yeah, put Diogo in out wide and just or gone Draxler. that way or Draxler. Yeah. Uh, but my only issue with Draxler is like, he's not going to defend much, right? He's going to give you a lot going forward. He's not going to, his work rate coming back is going to be less than what you would want in a game like this, where you're going to be defending a lot. Um, but I think, the move worked. I thought he, Freddie worked his tail off. Um, I thought he played very well, played simple. And he gave you, in the second half, I think he played a lot a better than he did in the first one. I thought he played well in the first. Um, and I think just having that extra body in the midfield when we lost possession helped, right? He, would, he was dropping, getting more central when we didn't have the ball. And I think us outnumbering PSG in the middle is what helped us control the game at times and kind of... St- um, slow down their counterattack because they were PSG. I mean, they were more threatening when they were on the counter than they were trying to build up. And I think that had a lot to do with us having that extra body in the midfield and just clogging those lanes. Um, and then, I mean, on, on their PK, I think Antonio showed his age a bit, right? <laughs> Very much. Ball coming across. He probably could have just stood him up. I mean, he's on the touchline. It doesn't really have much of an angle. If you just get there, stand him up, make him make a decision, um, flying him like that, it was always going to be risky. Um, but I think he did well to kind of bounce back and not let that kind of derail the game for him, right? Because kid that young making an error like that on a stage like this is like it, it's a recipe for disaster. And he he played well. I think after from that point on, he kept it simple. Uh, I think there was at one point – it was him against Mbappe again and just stood him up and just stuffed him. I mean, the kid did well to bounce back. I'll, I'll give him credit for that. I agree. It was, I think we all said it in our group chat, see how he reacts from this, see how he bounces back, right? And a moment of adversity on that stage, Benfica's down, away, like he easily could have crumbled. Um, and like uh, Carlos Romagno says, second half, Antonio was amazing. I thought he played really well in that second half. Shows his level of maturity, his level of concentration. It's just unbelievable to see a player of this age. Um, again, still early days, but really positive signs to, to see what we see from him at this moment. Oscar, thoughts on the game, and, and what's your thought on this 
Jomadio question that I proposed to you guys, and just quickly in the comments. I um, want to counter that after. Okay. Rui Pinu saying best is Enzo, Uenzo Caradio says Red Baron. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think Ricardo saying não compares é mais novo, não compares o João Mario com o Enzo, jogador diferente. Um, but I mean, both have been influential in their way, but I, I think and this is just my opinion, I think while I think Enzo has been phenomenal, he's had a couple of games that have been subpar, um, just like Joe Mario may have been below par in certain games, but I think overall consistency at this stage of the season, what are we, 17, 18 games in, I think Joe Mario has a, a, a hat in the ring to say, listen, he could be up until this point, maybe our best and most consistent player, but Oscar, over to you. No, I agree. I think I think uh, João Mario is the most consistent this year so far. Um, but I think I give credit to whoever put this puzzle together, and I, and it has to be with like uh, bringing Enzo in, uh, bringing like the the Ned Zend, which filled in the spot on the on the wing. I think all that put together is is to me my real MVP, um, uh, because I don't think one player changes everything. It's the puzzle. Um, in today's game, today's game, we talked about it last week. Um, I think uh, we thought it was going to be more conservative, conservative, like, you, uh, you know, that nobody's going to attack like a lot, yeah. like we did last, last, uh, last week in the first, especially first half, we're going to be re more reserved and, and, and like hold off and attacking. We did that today. You could see both, both teams. I mean, we had both, both teams at seven shots. That's, that's like. For a PSG playing at home, we held them to yeah. seven shots. That's mm -hmm. that's unbelievable. So, um, you know, we didn't we we they had more possession, but we didn't they didn't do much with it. Uh, I thought we played we played really well on the defensive side, and we took our chances when we did attack. We didn't create much like we did in the first leg, but I think we we did the job. the The game was planned perfectly and executed perfectly. Yeah, and thoughts on. Joao Mario? No, Joao Mario. Like I said, like, Joao Mario is our MVP. I mean, he's, he's the best player we've had. The most, most, most um, you know, the, the one that's been that's shown from the last year. The one that's improved the most from the the guys who've been there. I think he's more. He's playing more confident. Like uh, you could tell on the field that he 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 feels like he is. He's the man. He's the guy that controls the whole midfield. Um, even though he has the Florentino on top form, he has Enzo on top form. Um, Jean Mari to me is like the guy going forward with a ball that makes the plays happen. Um, he, he is to me the most consistent player this year so far. Jay. So like, I find it hard to believe that Enzo's not our best player overall. Fair. Um, and don't, that's nothing taken away from Jean Mario's season. No, of course. Think, and it's, it's subjective, I, I right? It's an opinion. Just, yeah. And like, I would put Joao Mario number two overall, and maybe Rafa three. Um, Tinu and then Ramos probably round off the top five overall. I just think Enzo brings so much to the to the team. Even though when he does have bad games, he's still there defensively. He's maybe he's not having the best day going forward. I think Oscar mentioned that he Joao Mario kind of creates. I think Enzo's the one that kind of starts off that attack. He gets the ball and he puts the ball right on the corner to Ba, or he puts it to the side. He he's the one that kind of put makes our motor go. João Madu to me has been the player that that's been finding that final pass for Benfica, and I think he's been huge in that aspect of the game for us. And of course, he's bearing the opportunities. He's bearing. He's scored a couple goals already. He scored goals from PK. He's 
He's got ice in his veins. He's he's playing outstanding. I can't say anything bad about Jean Mario. I think he's probably the, my biggest surprise um, this season, just because of everything he's doing. Like I wasn't expecting this this Jean Mario to play, but like I, I just think that Enzo Enzo needs to be. Well, I think he is in the conversation regardless. I think you guys all probably have him in the top three, but I think he's number yeah. one. I mean, I think and, and and I don't, I don't, I don't disagree with that. Too. <laughs> that that lets me be clear. Uh, yeah, like, yeah, you you like it's almost saying like um like let's go into Liverpool. Jota in Salah, right? Jota could be having an amazing season, but Salah is that has the it factor. Like he's the guy that like if somebody will pay money for, right? Uh, and the same thing happens here. Joao Mari could be having a great, phenomenal season, like PZ had for many years, great seasons, but. The guy that gets the money is the Di Marias and the guy tons and stuff like that. So to me, Enzo is that it factor guy, right? And and uh, and Jean Mario is a guy that does all the work, but he will not. Nobody will give him like fifteen million to buy him at the end of the season type of play, right? <laughs> I, I'll t- I'll tell you right now, I'll keep Jean Mario for a couple more years if he me plays. Too, like me too. Me too. If he me plays too. like this for a couple more years, I'll take him. Jean Mario is in such good form that he thought he could outrun Mbappe. I was yeah. Just, yeah. <laughs> so, so then, and then you realize, and then you realize, like, oh shit, God, are you fooling? Okay. Wait, he's so, like, so he's like, I'm not this young again. Fuck so me. did Rafa. So did Rafa. Did yeah. you notice Rafa trying and he stopped? He's like, oh fuck yeah. this guy. Rafa's motor broke down. He was like, fuck dude. this dude. In Portugal, no, no, I tão rápido. Rafa's like, let let Gilberto Carlos chase. Oh him. man, my papi, fucking put Antonio Silva on skates. Uh, yeah, a few, oh, yeah. few times. Couple I mean, times. Yeah, man, dude, we, he, he just flew right. I was like, fuck. Antonio Silva crazy. Antonio Silva had a PK, but he could have had enough. If Mbappe was like the same player as Neymar is, he would have gone down right. the PK in the first hey, half. I bought that. Yeah. I bought that court by Florentino. Yeah, that was, yeah, that's a half yeah. a goal. That was on the play that Mbappe. That Rafa, Rafa chased him down, and then was like, yeah. "Fuck yeah, that!" Yeah, that was on that same exactly. play. But then Antonio had one in the second half where it was basically the same play as the PK, but he it actually like anticipated up. it correctly and didn't yeah. go in swinging with his leg. It looked like us playing a pickup game with our friends and just taking out someone. He literally went in with everything. Like I'm just gonna clean you out, and he got uh, unlucky. Unfortunately, um, I have a question for you guys here. There's been a lot of we've talked about it in the past, which is Roger Schmidt sometimes takes longer to make substitutions. We see that so and so is tired or, you know, let's make a sub. Some games we've seen him make changes right at halftime. Some games like today, we saw him make changes in the 70th minute or so. Um, And for me, that that shows me uh, confidence. He has confidence in the players that are on the squad. He has confidence in the decisions that he's making. Um, there's a lot of times that you'll see managers kind of uneasy on the bench, not really uh, exuding confidence or, or, you know, giving the team a message that, you know, I trust you guys, right? You're back and forth. You're uncertain. Don't know what the hell's going on. Um, with all of that, right, he, he made substitutions late. The team never really lost their dynamic. We went down again. We went down at Juventus. We went down again today. We've gone down, I think, one or two more times in this season in the league. This team continues to bounce back. Like I said in the title of this podcast, personality and composure, this team does not lose their composure. They know their identity. They know what they're out there to do. And I, I guess how much do you give credit to to, to Schmidt and, and his coaching staff, um, to the Diracel, like Oscar said, putting this puzzle together, right? It's not just one person. It's not just one player. Like Bill said earlier, right? PSG might have the better players, might have the higher salary. Benfica seems to have a better team. Um, and sometimes that counts for a lot. 
Um, but how much credit do you give to him in what we're seeing? Um, and, and do you think that with everything that happened in the offseason, departures, arrivals, is Roger Schmidt the best signing that we made this summer? And I'll open that up the floor, whoever wants to go first. I, I think Roger Smith is a big part of the puzzle. I think he is the guy that glued everything together. And I'm not sure how much influence he had on the on the, the additions to the team. Um, but I you have to give this this the credit, most of the credit to Rui Costa. Rui Costa has been and the and the you could tell by like by the way he talks that he knows what he wants for the team. Um, and he's putting it together really, really well. Um, this team is the Playing wise, this probably reminds me of the team that we had with Jesus when we uh, when we were like felt confident when we beat Porto 2-0 in Estadio Dragão. That's the team I'm feeling when Benfica plays today. It's it's like the confidence is there, and uh, Roger Schmidt is part of the puzzle. But I think Rui Costa is going to put it together. Bill Jay, what do you think? And no, those of I, you I, in the chat, let us know your thoughts. I agree with that. I think this team from last season's team or from the last two seasons, like it's fucking night and day, like. These games where we go behind in the last two seasons, there's no chance of us coming back and, and getting a result from those games. And now, it, it I mean, it, I think it's pretty obvious that this team has that fight in them that, all right, we go down, but we go again, right? Like, they got theirs. Now it, now we're going to go down and get ours and, and come back. Um, and I think, I mean, Roger's a huge piece to it because uh, he's the one that is with the team on a daily basis. He's the one setting the tactics, right? Uh, but and I think, like Oscar said, I think the ultimate credit has to go to the Dita Sound and, and the direction, the plan they had, because it was clear and concise, and they did their work early and quick. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had a preseason it, with these players. Right. Like, they got these guys in early. It wasn't like making four or five signings, like, late in the transfer window. These guys were in right away, um, which I think makes a huge difference to, to get a team set up and, and kind of get that team bonding going and get the players accustomed to each other. Um, but I, I think, like Oscar said, I think it, it goes to the data sound. The way they, the way they plan this season and whatever project they have, whatever that long-term plan is, this is phase one, and it, it seems like they, they smashed it out of the park so far. Yeah, Jay. Before I pass it to you, um, Red Baron says the mental attitude in this team has changed completely day and night from the last two seasons. I think that's very obvious to see. Uh, Jaime says, truth is we didn't lose in two games versus PSG. WTF, seriously? Okay, it's 2022-23, Benfica. <laughs> no news there. Um, let's see, what else do we got? SLBES says, can't believe that Florentino is 20 times the player that Weigel was for us. And we paid $20 million for him. Two different types of players, but I agree. Tino yeah. has definitely slotted into this formation. Um, maybe unlike... He, fit, he fits the puzzle, and Weigel Correct. fits a different puzzle. And Weigel's exactly. not a bad player. Correct. I agree. I agree with that, Oscar. Um, let's see. Red Baron says they trust the coach's ideas, the system, but the mental attitude is key. Jaime says Roger Schmidt, Smith, <laughs> uh, a statue right beside Ozebu now. Calma, really? Jaime. Calma. Really? <laughs> we got time. SLBS says are agreed. Roger is the keystone to this team and really did go all out for Roger. But I want I yeah. start a comment here, Jay, as I pass it to you. Um from Ricardo Cavada Silva, Roger, soube contratar bem importante é que não, ainda não perdemos. Um, who, do you, who do you give credit to here, Jay? So I kind of agree with what they say, but I think I give the majority of the credit to Roger. Um, I I liked how we, Ricosta, Rui, uh, Rui Pedro Raj, they made the team. 
they, Lawrence they, Coelho was a huge part. Yeah. I told you guys in the offseason, him All coming those back guys, be, like everyone that helped. Back. Everyone that helped, and especially to get him early with the coach. But at the end of the day, the coach is the one that brings the ideas to the team. The coach is the one that picks the formation to play, picks the players to start. Um, to start the season, none of us thought that Florentino would have started on this team. To start mm-hmm. the season, none of us thought Gonzalo Ramos would have started this team. Agreed. Like there's a, Antonio Silva. Like there's a lot of players on you, this you, team. Wait, you didn't you didn't think Ramos would start? We're not talking about me. I'm just saying a lot of a lot of us. <laughs> you said none of us. You said none of us thought Ramos would start. It's all right. I thought you did. Whatever. Carry on. Carry on. But I think it's all on the coach. I think it's his mentality. Uh, the the Basically, I give a lot of credit to the president, uh, Ricosta, for allowing him to bring his own people um, His so he feels comfortable. He does it his way. I think the way we're playing is his way, his ideas, the mentality. I think it's uh, comes from the coach. Um, I kind of agree with some, with some of these, like Red Baron, they trust the coach's ideas. They, they believe in what the coach is basically telling them, and they're performing. We see, I see it all the time. I, I watch sports and all different types of sports. And some, you always see teams that struggle, but they perform for their coach. And we knew that beginning of the season, like, oh, we got PSG. We, we didn't think that we were going to get two ties. Yeah, we all thought they're going to be two losses, right? Yeah. And, and just the mentality, the coach is like, no, we're going to go there and get a result. And like, I think we played for the tie today, personally, especially playing Frederick in the midfield. I think that's how. We're like we're gonna get points. We're, there's no doubt about it. I think that that was the message to the locker room, and I think the players believed in it. And maybe they found some opportunities. They were like, hey, you know what? Let's get a tie, and if it's really close, let's go for the win. Like something like in that nature. Like I think he he always says. I think I heard in his press conference where he said, "If I have the opportunity to take the point, I'll take the point, then lose it." And he so, said that today again, yeah. right? He said we wanted to win. But if you don't win, you always want to at least take one point, and that's what we did. Um, and I, I thought it was. I, in- I, I have a rebuttal for, for for tank. Yeah. Um, so you know the reason, I, and this, and I give a lot of credit to Roger, but I th- the reason why I think Roger is part of the puzzle and not the main key is because he was part of the puzzle put together this year. He's not. He wasn't there last year creating a team for the next year. You know what I mean? Like a lot of like Mourinho goes to Roma, he goes. Give me two years. I'll create a team to end the league, right? Or when he goes to Chelsea or he goes to Manchester United, give me a two years, right? Because he's the one creating the team. He's the one, like, uh, saying, I need to hire this guy, get the contract, this guy, this guy, this guy. Roger's part of the puzzle that Rui Costa put together for this year. He believed in Roger, part of the puzzle of the players he brought in. Um, so even though I agree, you probably, uh, like, as soon as whatever the guy is, Roger told us, yeah, he, he was one of the guys that he, he wanted to come in. Yep. But a lot of these players came because of the Dita sound. That's why I gave them the biggest credit. I, I'm going to side with, with Jay here and in some of the comments is – I agree with you, Oscar, right? Like there has to be a strategy, and we talked about this in the offseason. There has to be a plan, right? Benfica has to define the plan and, and where we want to go as a team, and right. then we need to pass that strategy down, right? Because the B team needs to play like the A team does and so on, so the adaptation becomes easier. But while you can present a plan, you need to execute that plan. Right? So, so credit to, to Rui Costa de Dereção for having that vision and having a mindset of where we wanted to go and how we wanted to play. But I think even more credit, right? Because I can give you all the ingredients to make feijoada, 
Yeah. And you might not know how to make it, right? I guess 100%. Uh, but putting the puzzle together is the biggest, correct, the biggest correct. thing. We know Austin doesn't know how to make visual. <laughs> I know how to make it. <laughs> you call call your mom. Hey, <laughs> uh, yeah, so I think you know, and uh who says it here? Carlos Ramadio makes a comment here. É complicado perceber que a maioria deste plantel, a época passada era miséria e agora é topo de gama. Mentalidade de treinador só pode, em consonância com a direção e adeptos no Benfica, é caminho para o sucesso. A lot of these players were on this roster last year, right? And and again. It just shows that belief goes a long way. Um, confidence goes a long way. And, I mean, he has brought an injection of fresh air to this team. Um, his press conferences, the way he answers things, um, the Portuguese press always tries to kind of back him into a corner like they typically do and ask a tricky question or make things difficult. And he somehow manages to navigate through it. Again, that may end at some point, right? If we get a loss, if we get a string of bad results, whatever the case may be, right? He might act differently. But up until now, um, I would have to say, if I had to attribute a percentage, I would say 60% for Roger Schmidt and his uh, team. And 40% for the data sound because again, you can have all the best ingredients in the world. I mean, look at PSG, for example, right? They they haven't been able to win the Champions League, and that's what they've been out to do for years since they got bought out. So you can have all the tools that you want, but you might not be able to build the house that you want, right? So I think it's an important piece there. Um, let's see. I agree, I agree with that percentage, 60-40. Like the the, the data sound deserves a lot of credit too. So like that 60-40 is good range. Agreed. Jim, he also says, Feijoa, the Sarah just signed in to watch after that comment. <laughs> uh, Jay, this one might be for you. I think Ramos has a long way to go as a finisher, but he has a work ethic that outshines most. If we had a better finisher, Ramos would be on the bench. Do you agree? Well, I already told you Darwin would start over him, so I would pick Darwin to start over Ramos. Do you guys do you guys agree with this, Oscar? Bill? Not for this, not for this team today. Not not the, for the team we have right now. I and I already mentioned why I don't agree with it. I mean, the team we have now has possession. The team that we have now is, plays up the field. And Darren's a player that we, was used to playing like last year. That's why he was successful. Is because we attack for long balls from the back, and we're not doing that this year. This year we're playing like the tiki taka soccer, and uh, he's not that. Uh, you could tell at Liverpool, he's not that. Yeah, he's definitely not I, a tiki taka guy. I think if I'm not gonna talk Darwin's, I think if we had. A striker that was more clinical in front of net. I don't think Ramos would be on the field as much. If there was a striker, regardless of who it is, that was just more clinical in front of net than Ramos, Ramos wouldn't be starting. I think he works his tits off. I mean, a game like today, he might get the edge on a striker that's more clinical just because we're not going to have the ball as much. You're going to have to work back. And he does that. Like he runs his face off in these games. But I think that his. His big his biggest lack is that finishing in front of that, right? When you get the one chance, can you put it away? And it was I mean, we all harped on it when it was Seth, right? Uh, nine chances to score one type of thing, he right? Might come back. When you Yeah. <laughs> unfortunately. Uh but when you get games like this, you're not gonna get many, right? And you're gonna have to take advantage of what you can get. Um so I, I think I, we had a striker. I, I think Seth would score a lot of goals this year. I think Seth, uh, uh, being a striker that he is, more more in the box without coming much back or to the sides, I think he would score a lot of goals. Maybe I'm wrong, but I think Actually, he would. Yeah. He could. He could, yeah. But again, like you said, it, it's a matter of fitting the, the puzzle, right? And yeah. while 
Seth or Enrique Araujo or Pino or Musa might have different characteristics. The reality of it is that, you know, even though in most of our opinions, Ramos isn't a top finisher yet, he can be, he gives the team other things. He gives the team other dynamics. He gives the team press. He gives the team running. Um, like Bill said, he works his tits off. And then he said he works his face off. Um, good thing so he didn't runs his face off. Runs his face off, runs his tits off, runs his tits. face off. Good, good thing he didn't continue. He would have said some other body parts. So it would have been a little, a little chaotic here. Um, no, he's the leading. He's the leading scorer in the Premier League. No, no, he did. He did he's scoring, he's, 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 but he's 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 finish. That's all I could say. That was a pretty nice goal on Saturday. SLBS says Frederick was signed for four hundred thousand last year. How is that possible? Um, when he went to Fire Nord. So, uh, Red Baron says four to five players weren't there. Those additions were tremendously important. The Enzos, the Tinos, the Auschwitz, Neres, Ba. Agree? Putting he that plug, puzzle he together? He, he plugged them in real, exactly what we needed. We all talked about having the, uh, a defensive mid last year. Enzo's perfect. We talked about having another winger. Neres isn't better than perfect. We talked about Gilberto coming through and, and, and showing up, but he was he came from like, shit, why, why is he even playing? So Ba is there now, and he's proving to why we needed a guy like Ba there. So in obviously having more midfielders as soon as is actually really good. I really liked him today. He was very solid on the ball. So so everything they brought in, he brought in players that was like not just junk to set on the bench because to own them. We brought in players that we needed. I agree. Um, Antonio da Silva says the coach puts them in the right positions, and so they show more of their potential. Carlos says, Por que o Henrique Araújo desaparecer? O Pinho não percebo. Um, também o, o Pinho e o, e o Henrique Araújo têm marcado golos na equipa B. But again, right, like the B team and the A team. Pinho did come in today. He was the first option off the bench. Um, Second. Well, for striker. Gilberto Carlos. Oh, okay. For striker. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, he seems to like them all, right? He's given them different opportunities. He he has been questioned about Enrique Araujo in the last week and a half. He says he counts on him. Um, again, we talked about it earlier. I appreciate the fact that he lets him go down to the B team and get minutes and, and keep his confidence, keep his yeah. fitness. I'm not going to play on the A team, especially the Correct. young kids. Exactly. Let them go down, let them play. It's only going to help them. Yeah. I mean, JJ had him up last year and then he, he was sitting on the bench, you know, 95% of the time. Yeah. Right. It's not going to, he's not going to get better. He's not going to get confident. He's not playing, right? Like at this stage, they need to play. Um, Jean Miguel says, Ramos is mobile, yes, but this tiki tac style would benefit off a clinical back to the goalie striker, Benfica. What the hell did you just write? Try that again. Um, <laughs> the Big, SPS, Biggie, give Jean Miguel his computer back. Seriously. Darwin, I have, I have a question for you guys when you guys are after. Go. Um, do you like? I'm not a Musa guy. Like, I, I, I'm maybe one day he'll prove me wrong, but like right now, I'm not really digging his style of play. I know he scored a goal over the weekend, but I'm ready to see Enrique Rujo as the backup coming in over Musa. Does anyone else feel that way or no? Well, it's funny you say that because Carlos just says no doubts about Gonzalo. The thing is, why not Enrique? And uh, well, he must be showing something wrong in practice. I mean, yeah. uh, this guy, this guy seems to be giving the guys that deserve an opportunity an opportunity, and and Enrique not getting it there must be a reason behind the scenes that we don't know about. And I think Musa and Enrique too, like two different, different strikers. Players. I think yeah. Musa is like I think what John Miguel is trying to get at the back to goal type of striker where he's going to hold up play. And Pino is the I, same way, right? And I think. 
and I think uh, Enrique is more like Ramos, right? More Correct. mobile. He's going to yes. try to get in behind type of thing. Um, so, I, I mean, that's the only thing I can, I can think of, right? He wants to have Musa on the bench because it's a different type of striker. If things aren't working with Ramos and the mobile striker, then you can bring in someone that's more back to the net or someone that's going to be better in the air. Um, but I agree. I, I, I think it's strange how – because Enrique was playing at the beginning of the season, and then it was like from one moment to another – he was playing and then not even on the bench and down with the B team. Well, don't forget, I also think it was a matter of integration, right? Rodrigo Pino was coming off the uh, knee injury. Yep. He was out all last season. Petar Musa got hurt in preseason. He wasn't playing much, right? So as those two got ramped up, right, like Oscar said, something's got to be seen in training, right? He's working with them every day, right? So he's clearly seeing something different um, at the moment. Doesn't mean that it won't be able to change over time. Um, but the fact that he's given the kid the chance to at least be playing on the B team is a positive, but it's, it's a good question. Um, but interesting to see how it plays out. Uh, Jaime says, truth is we are playing like we didn't do since those first six months with Laj and that brilliant Felix move. And I always feel this year, even if we give a goal first calm, we will prevail in the end. That helps a lot with my heart health. <laughs> this is true. This is true. I mean, past seasons, my feet can see you just like, Oh my God, we're going to unravel. Um, and this team just seems to to be extremely confident and cool in, in moments of pressure. Uh, Jaime says, Carlos Romadio, Pinho é o nosso avançado com mais classe. What do you guys think of that? It's not the first time I hear this because today I was watching the game and I, it was Paramount. I don't know who the, what the station is or the commentators are. And then when Pinho came in, they're like a, a class, um, top class. And I'm like, what the fuck is this guy? See? Where, where are they seeing this? Like, I mean, they they play for a team I didn't watch. Like, uh, where I thought Pino came from Maritimo. No, he's talking about Pino coming in. And I'm like, what the hell? So I don't know. Maybe maybe he is and he'll prove us wrong. But I feel like, I don't know, man. I, I like him. I, I liked him at Maritimo. He scored against all the top three. Um, again, Playing for Benfica is a different weight on the shirt. Musa did it last year for Boa Vista, right? Playing for Benfica is a different weight on the shirt. Um, they've both proven that they can score goals in Portugal. Can they reproduce that at a big stage, right? That time will tell. But I I agree with people when they say about Pino. I think he has uh, the ability to be very useful to this squad. It's just a matter of if he can get healthy and if he's going to take his opportunities. That's going to be the important piece here. Um Jamil says he's testing them all, obviously, because he sees Ramos isn't the finisher he wants. He wants to find a finisher, but Ramos right now is all we have. I would be put on that path. I don't. I don't entirely agree with that. Carlos says, "Escuta, vem mais boc e trás para mim." I think he's talking to Jaime. <laughs> uh, SLBS says, "Musa and Pino are both over at Uju. Something is up." Uh, I understand Musa, not Pino. Says Carlos, very different styles of play. Um, Jean Miguel says having a center back like Antonio Silva who can pick out a pass from afar is amazing. Also, he moves the ball up the field very fast. And Joe Marty is finally turning the key up uh, a lot recently. Um, Pino is very good to the Portuguese League champions. I don't know. Correct. It's a, it's a completely different level. Um, not everyone. But I haven't. But we haven't seen it in the Portuguese other than Maritim. We haven't seen correct. it. Correct. Correct. Pino can play the the Tasa da Liga. He'll play this weekend. Tasa Portugal most likely yep. against Caldas. Red Baron says Pino may be the Weldon of Roger Schmidt. <laughs> oh man, wow, that's Weldon, dude, that's a blast from the past. Remember that guy? Jesus, he used to play for Belisses, right? 
Yeah, bald guy, Brazilian dude. Carlos says, come on, man. Pinho é de longe, bem menos que o Benfica joga. O Moussa ainda percebo. Um, João Miguel says, I'll be the Sporting, yeah. sporting fan, the Cliff guy. I don't see Paul or JD. We were anymore. talking about this last week. <laughs> caladinhos, caladinhos. <laughs> um, I want to ask you guys a question here because I've always been, and, and I'm sure this will have various opinions um, in the chat as well. So let us know your thoughts. But we always have talked about, and I've been a, a big defender of this in the sense of, right, people always say, like, when we play in Europe, doesn't matter who we're playing, somos Benfica, temos que jogar para ganhar, blah, 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 right? And at the end of the day, like, somos Benfica is a thing from the past in the sense of, like, we're not the Benfica of the 50s and the 60s, right, where we were, you know, top dog in, in Europe, top five maybe, you know, in, in Europe, now it's a completely different game right it's a business there's a lot more money in the club in the in the industry and did we see against psg right people talk about benfica europeu benfica competent in europa um are we starting to see that like do you guys start to have belief that okay there is money in the industry there is money in the sport but you know what like if the puzzle pieces are all there maybe we can compete maybe you know maybe on a one-off game completely different right if this game today was a make or break for psg maybe they come out the gates differently right there's a different mindset etc but are we starting to see a different mindset and are you guys starting to believe if you didn't already that you know there is a potential that clubs like benfica clubs like porto you know the clubs that don't have deep pockets if the pieces are in place, they can truly compete, or do you still think that it's because of the scenario? Oh, they, their backs weren't against the wall. It's not a one-off game. What do you guys think about that? I, I think that we are able to compete until the following season. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> until we sell players. <laughs> yeah, that's how it is. Like we had, like we had this happen in the 2010, 2011 seasons when we beat Tottenham and Everton 5-0, five, you know, four. 3-1 or 4-1 against Tottenham. And those teams had money, right? And we showed up and we beat them because we had the puzzle put together really well. And then the next season, we saw Rodrigo, we saw this, we saw that, and we're back to square zero trying to get players from Brazil to make the team again. So, like this year, we have a great, great team, but next year we probably won't have Enzo, we probably won't have Neres again. You know, that kind of puzzle go, break, breaks up and we have to start all over again. And that's why we can never compete for the, for the trophy. Okay. I I also think it has a lot to do with with the manager, right? Like when you get when you walk into a locker room and like you have a game like today, right, against a PSG, and the manager or manager goes, "All right, we're not changing our tactics. We're playing our style type of thing." Today, yeah, I changed it a little bit. Uh, but the first game against PSG, we trotted out our normal lineup, played our normal style. Like we didn't change anything to these teams, right? So I think the players like buy into that. Like, all right, this he believes in it. Let's fucking go do it, right? Um, but I, I agree with what Oscar said. Like, yeah, you might strike gold one season, but then the following season, you're back to the beginning peg, having to rebuild that squad because, unfortunately, Benfica doesn't have the financial means to to say no to eighty million for a player or a hundred million for a player. Like, we can't turn that down. Yeah. And a good example is Ajax. Ajax went to the the Champions League uh, final against Tottenham, wherever it was. I mean, and I mean, semi-final, yeah. Semi-final, and but they were 
dominated, right? They could have easily yeah. gone to the final. They they yeah. they beat some good clubs, they, top clubs. And they in the blew world. it in the last five minutes. <laughs> right. Yep. And, and the next year they lose everybody. Now they're losing five one and and so on their league. That they, entire squad is gone now. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like that's that's this. We're the same scenario as, as Ajax. Yeah. We, we create a great team and then all of a sudden we can't keep them. Jay, do you agree? I want to believe that one day <laughs> I will see a Champions League because that's the only thing that's left for me. To, well, that in the World Cup of Portugal. But, like, I want to believe so bad that we will be there one day. I I do agree with if you got the puzzle, all the pieces to the puzzle and the right coach, everything falls in the right place, no injuries, all that. Oscar mentioned Ajax is a perfect example. They were five minutes away, um, but it's it's tough. Obviously, it's very easy when you have all the money. You have the best players. You can afford to play the uh, pay the players what they want. Um, but I really want to believe that one day I will see a Champions League victory for Benfica. We would all love the same thing, right? I'm gonna hold. I'm gonna hold on to that dream. And, and it's all on. about it's all about the the luck of the draw, right? And like. We, I give credit. I give a lot of credit to Porto winning two thousand four. But man, the puzzle, the, the, the just get the path just oh, kept falling the in, their, in their in their fell, yeah. favor, right? Well, it's like you know, yeah. it's like Portugal I mean, when they won the Euro. But like, that path felt like, like it's, fell it's into a, place. Like Champions League, go. the Champions League has been a tournament that I just felt like like I've seen other teams like Porto win it, and I'm like, dude, we could do it too. Like, like. This is something that we've been watching as kids. Like me and Mikey used to skip school to go to Cumberland to watch the freaking game yep. <laughs> with Biggie. Like, yeah, and the it, Jetta. It's, it's uh, but, but 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 Tank. Let me ask you a question. I so, just want to see it. I want to. I want to believe that it could happen. So I'm, now I'm let me hoping, let me ask I'm you a question. You got you got you got the Enzo right. Enzo just came from Argentina. Yeah, uh, he's now he's now he's now he's now making probably a million million five a year. Yeah, possibly right. A team comes next year and says, "Hey, I'm going to give you five million a year." You think he's ever going to say no? And because he's not, he doesn't have that thing to Benfica that uh, you know. That, Correct. So, so me right. to him is just a business. It's like a stepping stone going to the top next. Oh, hundred percent. And a lot of them say I, that. I completely, Oscar, I'm not saying that. I'm, yeah. I completely agree. But it's, how do you hold? I'm, I'm hoping like that. that we can develop yeah. players, and it just continues coming up through the system. <laughs> like, right. No, no, absolutely. No, I agree. But how do you? Because hold like that like Ajax that? team, that Ajax team was so young too. Like you're talking about like. Who, like who, the, the uh, Deling was Frankie, there. Frankie back. the Young, the young. young. There was like a lot of young players that came from the yeah. youth, and I'm like, maybe that could happen one day. Like, it could. Yeah. Gravenberg, they have a, you know, the. I mean, the, uh, their youth, their youth is really good too. They were able to like reload with like older talent as well, but I mean, at this point, they've. That's who's that? Um, ripped apart. Who, who's, who's that center back that they had? That's wicked old. I think he played at Manchester uh, United. Deli Blind. Yeah, Blind. Yeah, they have a couple I guys. Think that's a, older. They, they, I think Anthony, Anthony was there. I think Nettis was there, right? Anthony yeah, there, yeah right? but Anthony was there. Anthony's young. I yeah. think he was there. He was that there. Ajax, that Ajax model is like what Benfica has to like aspire. And right? they come back. It's be, like a cycle. Like every like right. three, like you, four years, they're competitive you get, again. And then, you get the you get the youth coming through, and you mix in experienced players, right? And you make your run, and then. Freaking your team gets ripped apart, and then you got to do it again. And then a few years later, then you make the run again. I think that's unfortunately because we can't hold, like you guys have been saying, we can't hold on to someone. If a city's coming and saying, hey, we'll give you 80 mil for, for Enzo, 
like it you know, like, say no. like yeah. right like there's no way we can be like no we're, we're not going to take the 80 like, the way they're like, talking about right. the way they're talking about Enzo, he might be gone in January. Never mind the end of the summer. No, I don't think that would suck. No, I'm not saying it would suck, but like, you never know. Depends. I think depends what's on the World yeah. Cup. You never. You, you can see. I can see. Players. I can see a team that needs a midfielder, and they just pony up. Boom it, bummer. See you later. <laughs> no, I don't think they'll let it go in January. I think they want to win the league. Um, they definitely want to win the league. So maybe they'll have a deal like, "Hey, we'll cut you a deal. You know, sell them, but we'll we'll finish the season here." Yeah. Do you guys, Vitor Silva, also shout out to Holler yeah, as Holler, well? Yeah, yeah he was. Ask um, Sporting how he feel, they feel about him. Yeah. <laughs> Bad memories. <laughs> um, enjoy Enzo this year. Next 100%. year, bye-bye, says Jaime Pardal. Jaime says Nez was on that Ajax squad. Too. He was, but right. Anthony came the year yeah. after. Yeah, yeah. Nez then went to Shakhtar. Um, Red Baron says there's no way a team in Portugal can keep players that – are worth 50 to 60 million that's how they rebuild yep. that's how they survive and again um it's that financial stability and i guess i'll i'll pose this question here which is a, a bit more broad and then for those of you tuning in as well let us know your thoughts is do you think because of this comment right where red baron says and what we've talked about teams in portugal can't say no to, to transfers of this value right like it's just hard do you guys think that psg or the owners of PSG taking a stake in Braga with a 21% uh, of their sub, an injection of cash for 80 million. Do you think that will then start, you know, a snowball effect of more money having to come into the Portuguese league? Do you think clubs like Benfica Sporting Porto will now really up the ante to go and find an investor that's going to, you know, meet that need and give us that extra leg up that we need and then give us the ability to hold on to these types of players or do you think I, it'll remain i do player? i i 100% agree and i think braga is a good is a model that they, that will basically test the waters um say say these guys now they're the uh, guinea pig the guinea pig basically if it works and it, it screws and it screws with braga benfica and porto sporting like fuck you guys you guys are fucked now if it yeah. works and, and they be able to get players like they would never ever, ever thought to be getting before and Braga wins the league, then Benfica's like, fuck, maybe let's call Texter again or Dexter, whatever the <laughs> fuck his name is, and see if he wants to invest. Well, you want Crystal Palace players? No, no, but but uh, <laughs> but but, uh, but uh, like uh, just get to get some money into the into the club. I, I'm afraid of that. I'm really really afraid of that. I don't want an owner to come in and and basically come take over a team in Portugal because it becomes a monopoly and then it, then it just doesn't. I I don't like it. But even though the, right now in Portugal is the three top teams and that's it almost, but uh, still, I I I would, I'd rather have fans be in control of the the teams. Yeah, I don't think it's good. I don't think it's going to change like the the way Portuguese footy is, right? I don't think it's going to be like them coming in and, and make turning Braga into a PSG. You know how many teams the city owners but could have? they though? Like, I'm going to stop like, you there. But I mean, why couldn't they? Braga's I mean, they got could, a huge fan I, base, but I. I think they look at it like I'm going to go with the the city example, right? The city owners have like 10 teams Correct. under their umbrella, right? They have a team. They have the team in MLS, New York City FC. They have yeah, a team in like Australia. Last year. They have, yeah, Melbourne City MLS FC, team. they won the they title. A, where's the team in Spain? Girona. They're fucking shit. They just came up to the first division. Yeah, but it's. I don't think it's. I don't. <laughs> You're not helping your steps, case. Yeah, but Girona, Girona is one of those teams that goes up and down every fucking Correct, every other season. Correct. I think Girona is a different example, right? Like Girona is miles off of the the Valencia's right. or the 
Atletis or, or Reals or Barcelona, right? But like Braga, Braga is Braga has competed for the title when JJ right. was there. I just I don't see it being one of these type of investments where they're gonna be I think they'll be able to hold on to talent a little longer, right? So instead of selling uh who's there was it Vitinha? Yeah. Instead of selling him for say fifteen, right? Like they can't typically like we bought Rafa for fifteen or sixteen, right? They wouldn't be able to say no. Now they might be able to say no and hold on to him for one more season. Well, I mean, they're I already doing that without it. Arte. I don't. Arte. Yeah, but that's. I mean, that. I think that's because it was Benfica. I think if there's any other team offering what Benfica offered, he's gone. I think. I think if, Port, if Porto Carmel. knocked on the door and off, probably offered less than what Benfica offered, he would have been gone. I think it was. He. I think the owner, uh, the president. I can't remember his fucking name. Was playing Enjoying hardball because Salvador because. So yeah, because it was Benfica. I think if there's any other team, Horta's gone. He's not on the team anymore. I don't think he would be because I think Carmo's deal basically met Braga's financial needs for the season. So Braga wasn't hard-pressed to do it. Whereas now, if they have that financial backing, they're even less pressed um, to go. Jay? No, I was saying bye to Jamie Pardo. He's leaving. (laughs) Oh, Jaime Pardo says, night, guys. 2.10 in Portugal tomorrow's workday. Nice chat. Obrigado, Jaime. Um, abraço. Boa noite. Bom descanso. As far as my opinion with this, I think um, think this is huge for Braga. Um, And the Portuguese league. And scary for the big team. And to be honest, if if what Red Baron is true, they're going to own 35% eventually. I think... And like Mike, you've been saying it. Braga's in fourth place all the time. You can see Braga winning it. I, that's I, I, I think they're Braga, close I, enough. Put it this way: I can see if they invest into Braga, if, they, if this is actually true, and they invest some players into Braga, I can see Braga winning the championship in four or five years. And the reason I and I said this in our in our other group chat is, I don't think that Braga will win the title in the next three, four, five years. And the reason I say that is because, like Oscar said. This is, I think this is going to be the, 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 the guinea pig, essentially, right? Whereas, like, is this going to be a, a successful story or is it going to be like an Anzi Makhachakachkala from Russia where they in, injected so much cash and they sucked and got relegated, right? And the owners were like, peace out, we're not doing this anymore. Um, but I think that if, if Befica Porto Sporting are seeing that it's, you know, starting to gain some traction, they're starting to close that gap. I think that those three teams have enough power and have enough interest in the football world to go out and then say, hold on a second, we're not going to let these guys close the gap on us. Let's go and find an investor and, you know, let's increase that gap again. Right. We don't want to let that short. So that's the reason why I don't think that they will close the gap that quickly. But I do think that it could, if it works well, it could really give the Portuguese league a massive cash injection the problem is is that already the top four and you could say five with Guimarães but they're so hot and cold every season um, does that then create a hu- even bigger gap between the top four and everyone else right because not many teams are going to want to invest in a- I know Chelsea's owners looking at Portimonense which is bad news for Porto because they're not going to be their B team anymore and they're not going to be able to make deals yeah. backdoor deals every every summer but but like, how many other investors are going to want to invest in a Maritimo? How many investors are going to want to invest in a Santa Clara or an Aroca or something? Right? Like, 
does it create a, a bigger gap between those top four and everyone else? Like, do we become a farmer's league after that? Like everyone likes to say, it, it's a tough spot. I think we're. Um, I mean, it's. I think it's a potential. Like, I mean, in Spain, it's essentially that way, right? The, the, the top two have such a big gap in. Their... Not so big, like yeah. Atleti normally. Yeah, oh, yeah, but Atleti is a, so it's Real and Barca, and then Atleti is a yeah. step below that, and then from there down, like there's a decent yep. gap, and then those four, the Valencias and Sevilla. Well, Sevilla's this year on a struggle bus, but typically like Valencia and Sevilla are the next tier, and then there's like a, just a huge gap between the rest. Um, in, I mean, in Portugal, we already have it, right? Like Benfica, Porto. Sporting every 20 years and then <laughs> there's the next tier of teams and then there's a huge gap after the Bragas and the Guimarães, right? Rui, Rui Pinho says, do you really think these guys are going to inject money into Braga to win titles or using Braga to develop youth to move them to their club, PSG, etc.? Nope. Or to launder money. <laughs> <Yeah>. Conspiracy theory. <laughs> Well, I mean, they, they own a country. They don't need to launder money. Yeah. <laughs> those guys, it's got like, um, they got a machine that so makes they gotta it. pay taxes in those other countries. It's like, it's are like taxes like Qatar? They own the country. They don't have to yeah. pay shit. Yeah, but they have to pay tax. They own, they own, they own PSG. They have to pay taxes in France. Yeah. You think that bothers them? They have to pay the fine for oh, I'm not saying they, I don't know. They're like, how much do you need? 25 million? Okay, espera aí, deixa-me contar aqui as minhas notas. Pega lá, pega lá. Here's an extra yeah, 5 million just for, just for the troubles. <laughs> I rounded These up. guys don't care. <laughs> I mean, then again, Braga, if, even if they don't win the title, they get, you know, they're hoping yeah. for that 500,000 well, from Porto. We, we, we need to develop deal. our league overall. Like, I, I think our, they do a poor job in marketing our league in general. But the product's um, not good either. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's the problem. Yeah, so like I feel like, like they e, need to the get all those into the league for a reason, or like, find well, an investor not... to do that. Yeah, just, we're never just you guys, you guys remember PSG used to be like a fifth, sixth ranked team in. Yeah, but France. PSG always had a name in European football. P did if you they, look though? back, they did. Look at some of the players that. Now when Paulita was there. I still remember Petit scoring a nice Chappelle on those motherfuckers. But PSG was always yes, they weren't Champions League winner they weren't among Leon, the league, Leon PSG was, owned that league Leon they won it for like league. nine ten years in a row was there but PSG has always been a, a a name that's been in the European uh you know collection of names in terms of clubs that are, are renowned whether they were winning titles or not right but when you go back and look at the players some players that were world class that went through PSG I mean they have a decent amount of, of players that went through there um but again, right, but, look, but look, but look, but look, the money coming in, what made of PSG? PSG is now number one, uh, other than like probably a season or two in the in 20. That I mean, they P might Man City is the same scenario, right? right? But if Man City has us teams around them, they actually have money too, like, like you know, the Chelsea's uh, well, correct, Chelsea's but it hasn't helped them. I mean, Pep's won the league, but four out of five seasons, yeah. <laughs> so it, it hasn't really done too much. I mean, it's obviously more competitive, but. It hasn't really helped them too much. Uh, Carlos says, I really think that Braga will win a championship in the next eight to ten years, not less. Um, they might win a title sooner than Sporting wins another one. That's a possibility. Joey says, well, what about Joey? He says, invest in Shavs, bro. Man, I love um, that. <laughs> 
Oh, that'd be nice. Uh, can, can they invest in Charles before they play Porto? <laughs> <laughs> uh, having Oliveira monopolize our TV rights for the last 15, 20 years has stunned our league's growth. Yeah, I mean, Oliveira, the sports, um, Sport TV, they basically control everything. That's why the product isn't always so great because they define the times when the games are, 9.30 kickoffs, Classic was on a Friday. It's a nightmare. Um Red Baron says Braga is perfect because they already have a solid youth system and a big infrastructure. Carlos Armayo says, what the fuck is Sporting? I don't think I know say. Hey, we've beaten Sporting and Braga this year. Viva Shabs. It's true. Um, to, to close this off here, um, how confident are we that we can top this group? We're even on points. We tied 1-1 home and away. And I looked before we came online, and it appears that the next tiebreaker between the top two teams if it's Benfica and PSG will be goal differential and right now we are both on plus three Benfica. yeah but, but don't they have more goals scored isn't that the tiebreaker right now that's why I keep there in first do they though they have they have, seven, they have seven scored and we have six and we have three suffered and we have four let me see so, if I can bring up that page so again. They, that's the only reason why they're in first place right now so goal differential goal scored yeah and away goal scored. So goal scored would be second. Yeah. And that's why they're think, in first. So that's why they're okay. in first and we're second. They have seven. We have we have six, I think. Yeah, you okay. have six. So all depends on next games. I mean, uh, we have, I think, a favorable uh, like schedule. We play Juventus at home and then Maccabi away. But Maccabi, this show, proved that they're not a joke away. So uh, so it's not a, a game that it's already guaranteed one. Uh, so we have to be careful. I think. No, that's a game that we're going to win. And we're then, go and then there, now the only thing, the good no. thing is PSG has to be Juve. No, we're not going to get to, 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 but PSG will have to be Juve in order to, uh, to, to make sure they get first place. So I don't know. It's going to be, I, I prefer first place, but getting out of the, getting out of the group, I'll be very, very, very happy. Let's look at, so if we were to get first place, we would get second place teams, right? So right now, second place teams are, Liverpool, Porto, Inter. We can't get Porto. We can. We can't. After the group stage, you can. No, you can't. No, not not that first no, round. I don't think. Unless you change it. No, you that can't first get. Round, you can't that get. first round knockout. Okay, okay. So let them finish the second place teams. So Liverpool, Inter, Tottenham, Salzburg, Leipzig, Dortmund are the second place teams right now. Right. What's first place? First place are Napoli. Is clear by three points. Club Bruges is clear by six points. Bayern Munich is clear by three points. Sporting is clear by two points. Chelsea is clear by one point. Uh, Real Madrid is up by four, and Manchester City is up by three. You know, you know. Even though I don't want it, but I'm just talking out of my ass. I would like. I'd love to see. <laughs> don't, the, say it. don't say it. The rematch against the fucking liberal shit. Oh, I thought you were gonna say Bayern Munich. <laughs> no, Liverpool last year. I mean, I went to that game, man. That game should have been won. It's true. This is true. Jay, how you feeling? You feeling confident that we can top this group? We got Juve at home. We can qualify um, with a draw at least, and we can lock it in. Um, and then we got Maccabi Haifa away. Um, depending Mikey, on how confidence is so confidence is so high right now. I think we win the next two. Okay, dude. I like this. I like this confidence, buddy. So you you think we take first place in this group? 
Yeah, I think we I think we <laughs> okay. do. I think we score more goals than than uh than the French. All right. all right, all right. Bill, what about you? You're on mute by the way. I I think we get I think we win the next two games. I think we beat Juve and we beat Maccabi, but I think it that the goal differential is what it's gonna come down to and um does PSG play Maccabi at home or away? Away. PSG plays uh, home. Oh, home, beat home. Maccabi yes, away. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Yeah. So, I mean, that. UV away and Maccabi at home. Yeah. I think that could potentially put PSG but over Messi, the edge. But Messi is, is most likely hot, out. Hot take. Here we go. UV beats, beats PSG. It'll be in Italy too. It'll be in Italy. Who they beats um, PSG? I I don't know. I I mean we. I think Allegri gets fired after we beat them. So <laughs> they'll have a new manager and maybe he gets motivated fired tonight. Like I'm surprised. He's no, they already, they already they already said, said he's, he's not. not. Oh Jesus. <laughs> yeah. So I'm surprised he still has a job. Um. Don't forget PSG. Maybe without Messi, another week or so. Yeah. Um. Neymar. He he got hurt throwing himself on the ground. So didn't you know, Verratti might... get a yellow that he's out next game too? Verratti's out next game. Yeah, he's out next game. Um, but they play Maccabi at home, so they might... at home. That's the thing. Like at home is you'd I mean, expect they can. Hey, they I hope they sit all the players, players and they only. I hope they sit all the players and they only win one zero. That'll be awesome. Yeah, that'd be good too. As long as they don't yeah, score too many that? goals. That'd one be good. zero. Ooh. Yeah. What do we? What do we? How do we do against Maccabi at home? I forget. Two zero. Maybe one two zero, yeah. Red Baron says Andy Maria got hurt today. He did, and he came off crying. So yeah, I don't know if it's significant Ooh, or not. not good. World Cup. I think, Juve, like a, I think it was like a hamstring something. But this, this Juve team looks in shambles. Um, so we have him there for the taking um, next week or in two weeks. Um, that uh, that covers it all. We didn't get a chance to talk about Riwav, but again, I don't think there was much to talk about, and uh, there was a lot of good comments Whoa, and questions in the much. chat. Two <laughs> I was waiting for it. I was, I was waiting for it. Um, you see my that second goal kick class. Godwell says, my England club, it's a disgrace of Arsenal because it was the first European game saw. It was in the Cup Winners' Cup in 92 or 93. Yes, Godwell, I am an Arsenal fan as well. It's been many years of frustration, but this year it feels a little bit yeah, different. this year's so. good for you guys. We're a little bit high spirits. We'll see how we do, but uh, I feel your pain. It's been misery. Better eight. For... I don't have a team in England, but better than the bottom two over here. Man, you yeah. man. You know, you know, you know what bottom it feels two. Like? Every time I see Arsenal yeah, first place, remind three. Reminds me of when Braga is in leading the Campeonato because they're going to choke at some point. <laughs> but I'm used to it already. I'm used to it already. So my expectations aren't up here. Right? My expectation is like, all right, you know, cool. We're in first place. We're going to end up in fifth. Right? Whereas a lot of people are unrealistic. No, I, says it's a disgrace. I think, I, I think Arsenal has something cooking over there. They're playing really well together. We'll see. It's a long season. It's a it's a marathon, not a sprint. We'll it's above. called, it's called they, they Let Go of Your Boy. Who? That's the, the Tavares. They're like, oh, dang. Oh, right. <laughs> no, I, I was reading a few articles on Tavares today. Hey, he's actually like, not, well, he's not bad for Marseille. He's, 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 he's going to smoke. He's pretty good at Marseille. He's going to do it. It's tomorrow. He's cr- Dude, he was nutmegging them the other day when they played in the Champions League. Yeah, oh, they play again tomorrow, right? Yeah. 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 There was an article today that said he was disappointed with uh, Ruben Amorim and he said well, something I guess to him last game. Well, I wonder if it's racist. You think? He said he was disappointed. He lost respect for him. Yeah. I think they were drawn back, back and forth. 
Yeah, be interesting to see. Um, Carlos, um, obrigado nós, obrigado nós por, por participares aqui nesta nossa conversa e, e seguires este noite. nosso projeto. Um, uma boa noite uh, para ti. Everyone that was in the chat, we had a ton of questions, a ton of comments. We really appreciate it. Again, don't forget to check us out on Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook. We're trying to get 28,000 on Facebook. Hopefully we hit 600 on Instagram today, but uh, or hopefully we got a little bit closer uh, during this live. We're at 457 on YouTube, trying to get to 500 is our next milestone. Um, and we broke 1,500 on Twitter. So 31 or 30,000 plus um, strong. Uh, we appreciate everyone's support. We will be back again next week. Um, with the English podcast. Uh, we have the Tasa de Portugal this weekend against Caldas. Tomorrow, we will be back with the Portuguese podcast. We've had some scheduling issues. Luis was away having a baby. Um, but we will be back tomorrow, whether it's Luis or whether it's me. We will be here with the Portuguese podcast, so, so check that out. Gentlemen, as always, a pleasure. Another smile, another victorious weekend, um, and a, a draw that felt like a win for us. We still have not tasted a defeat. Hopefully, uh, we can we can drag it on a little bit longer. We'll be back next week. Have a good evening, everyone. E viva Benfica! Viva! Benfica. viva.